1: there and welcome to New Idea Royals, the only podcast that takes you behind the scenes of palace life. I'm Rebecca Hyde and joining us today is royal expert and commentator Angela Mollard. Hello Angela, great to have you with us here today. Good morning, Beck. And it's a how amazing was the second royal wedding of 2018. Tell us about who designed Princess Eugenie's um, wedding dress. Well, it was quite unusual. This is a little known duo called Peter
0: Pilotto and Christopher DeVos. Um, they met at um, design school the Royal Academy of Fine Arts in Antwerp and they're famous for their digital print dresses but the interesting thing Beck, is that they've ne- never actually designed a wedding dress before so this was their first wow, that time. Wow brave. Very brave. Um, they've won a ton of awards and including the British Fashion Council Vogue Designer Fashion Fund Award so I think we'll see them very much up and coming designers. Great choice and um, what else can you tell us about the dress? The most significant thing about this dress and I thought this was absolutely absolutely gorgeous was that Eugenie wanted to show off her scar. She had scoliosis when she was 12 and she had an operation um, to correct her back and it was very important to her to be able to show scars, for messages to young girls that having scars and imperfect bodies are beautiful. The dress itself was very fitted, very fitted bodice, full pleated skirt, there were neckline folds around the shoulders to which uh, it moved round to that low back. The fabric was uh, silk jacquard and it was printed with all sorts of memorable things. Um, for instance, Uh, The thistle for Scotland, which the couple loves. They they adore uh, holidaying up there. There was uh, a nod to the Ferguson family with the shamrock for Ireland and of course the York Rose, the official York Rose and the Ivy. The couple live in Ivy Cottage uh, on the Kensington Estate and
1: um, so there was a nod to that as well. Oh I loved it. I thought it absolutely beautiful. And what about the tiara? We understand it was from the Queen's personal collection. Unusual choice because
0: of course it had that very prominent uh, emerald and then in the middle and then 6 Emeralds all along the sides. Uh, it was made from rose cut diamonds um, and set in platinum. Um, it, the Queen's owned it since 1942. And if you, I don't know if you noticed, but Eugenie was wearing matching diamond and emerald oh, earrings, which were given yes. to her by the groom. So it beautiful. all matched. It all looked lovely. The green matched really obviously in with the um, sashes of the
1: flower girls and the page boys. There was a green and blue theme going on there. So it was very lovely. It was. It really was. And the flower girls and page boys—they were so adorable. What were the highlights? Lights from them. Oh, I loved the fact they got out of the car and Louis de she <laughs>
0: fell over straight away on the steps. And that was such—you know—the thing about children at weddings is they lighten the mood. You've got all this—you um, know—there's a lot of tension. There's a lot of uh, angst. Uh, Fergie was obviously very nervous. Uh, you've got the royals coming, and then you've got these kids that just kind of lighten it all. And they're so unscripted. I love the way that um, uh, that they—you know—the sort of they were holding hands. Then when the Queen entered. Um, little Savannah Phillips pretended that she was trumpeting, which made George laugh. And we get all these lovely pictures. And And that's the thing about children. You can't predict what they're going to do. They all looked adorable. I thought Theodora Williams was was very cute. Oh, Mia so Tindall cute. was uncharacteristically she somber. because She's usually the one with a big, broad smile. But, you know, it's a big occasion for these little kids. that must they be did very brilliant. And, I mean, George and um, Charlotte, they must be absolute wedding pros
1: by now, mustn't oh, they? That's yes. the second one of the year. They both looked adorable. They really, really did very well behaved Um, body language experts are saying it was the most intimate wedding kiss ever why was Mm, that really interesting if you go back and look at photographs of Charles and Diana
0: kissing on the balcony it's hands behind virtually by their sides the tiniest of pecks, very proper you know uh, very dignified what was lovely about this kiss between Jack and Eugenie was that He put his hands actually round, both hands around her body, Wow, lingered there for a moment. Now, body language experts are saying that this indicates that they're a very embedded couple. They've been together seven years, as we know. They are very
1: much in love and very comfortable with each other. And Definitely there were two seemed... kisses, obviously. Oh, yes, yes. there was. Mm. A little treat for us all. Lovely. Um, and the wedding was a star-studded who's who. Tell us about some of the famous guests.
0: Well, I thought what was most interesting is that we didn't know that there were going to be all these people there. So, for instance, we had a hint of Naomi Campbell and possibly Kate Moss due to the, their friendship with uh, Sarah Ferguson. But I thought people like Pixie Geldof, Demi Moore, Liv Tyler and Stephen Fry, they were quite surprising additions. Yes. And it felt like as we were seeing those uh, the guests come in in that terrible wind, if you um, remember. Oh, Everyone's so hat was them. being blown off. Robbie Williams' mum, her actual hat was you know, blown off into the crowd. But I think that um, what was really interesting, it was quite unprecedented and it shows the axis at which Royal and Celebrity now operate. It used yeah. to be very much that you would have The Kardashians and the rest of the celebrities and then you would have the royals. Now, there's a real intersection between these two groups now, both through the older royals. So, for instance, Andrew and um, Fergie and then friendships, but also friendships that um, Eugenie has developed herself and, and Princess Beatrice as well. So the artist Tracy Emin was there clearly through Eugenie's work as a director of an art gallery. I think it makes them very, uh, they're very much securing their future, the royal family, by these connections because we tune into them because of them. You sometimes wonder, oh gosh, have they met these people twice and invited them? And I was, as these people were rolling in on Friday night, I was thinking, how do you know them? How do you know them? But if you do look through, they have uh, a lot of connections. Also, a lot of celebrities are now very heavily involved in charity work, as are the royals, more so than ever. And so that uh, natural access is occurring more as well. But isn't it wonderful seeing people? I, I love seeing Kate Moss in her spotted suit sort of sitting there, while the couple were getting loved married. It, yeah, and you get to see these so. sort of insights into into people and beautiful uh, fashion as well, of course. Oh, we saw there's some absolutely gorgeous dresses. I really loved Harry's ex-girlfriend, um, Cressida Bonas' oh, dress. Oh, so did I. Beautiful, colourful, um, gorgeous it. dress. And, of course... Um, his other previous girl, girlfriend, Chelsea Davy, was also there, so there were plenty of people to watch, and um, and obviously they took lots of pictures after the party
1: too. Oh yes, <laughs> yes. they. did, We'll get didn't to they? that though. <laughs> um, and tell us about Princess Eugenie's Hollywood-inspired evening gown. So beautiful. Look, I thought that was absolutely gorgeous. Um, It was unprecedented and broke with
0: protocol. Usually they have a a British designer, um, Megan had a Stella McCartney dress and Kate had an Alexander McQueen, both in shades of white slash cream. What was interesting about Eugenie's is, again, she wanted to show off that scar down her back, but it was very old Hollywood. It was that beautiful pale peach dress. I mean, it was cut for her curves, designed by Zach Posen, an American designer, and that was where it broke with protocol because it's everything is very best of British when we come to royal weddings but this was you know this is her showing her own style and and I think Good that's what's lovely about a witch she's a working royal in so much as she has a proper day job and you know this is quite different for because her status within the royal family in decades gone past she would have been for instance like Princess Margaret she would have been a non-working royal but when Prince Charles and the Queen sat down a few years ago to sort of slimline the royal family the likes of Beatrice and Eugenie were determined that they would have proper jobs and I love the fact That you know, she's referencing her time in America, working in art galleries, and that sort of uh, an art direct as an art director. And I think that's really important to showcase both sides of that, but also not not just America. Yes, exactly, and not just to follow. But that dress I thought was absolutely spectacular.
1: I'd I'd love to have that as a hand me down. Yes, (laughs) very much so. Hmm. And Princess Beatrice, she didn't have a huge role. Why do you think that was? Interesting that she didn't have a huge role
0: Uh, when she first came in the car with her mum. I thought this is strange because, of course, we know from purple middleton um, and who in the wedding with kate middleton is that both the, both of them were each other's bridesmaids they stood behind each other they had a prominent role it was less obvious with beatrice that she was the maid of honor and the reason why she wasn't is because sarah her mother needed support in the church you know who was she going to sit with if not with her daughter so apparently this was all designed uh before time so we saw beatrice in that beautiful blue dress come in she was with her mum. she got out of the car with her it was very interesting when they sat down together. Voice experts were saying that they were talking about how they were having to hold their tummies in, which I thought was just <laughs> very funny. Just like um, us. But Love also, we the the reading that she gave from the Great Gatsby was word perfect, beautiful intonation, you know, very expressive. I thought she, I thought Beatrice was lovely, and yeah, I think she did really we well. can't also have royal weddings that are copycats of each other. You can't do the same thing each time. Meghan, for instance, just had her flower girls and boys and page boys walking down the aisle, and then of course she. Um, picked up with Prince Charles. I think it's very difficult. We've had these significant royal weddings in a a number, you know, just in a few years. And I think it's important that they each distinguish themselves as having something different. And you don't, you know, Beatrice, just because she is the maid of honour, doesn't have to walk
1: behind her sister. And tell us about Andrew and Fergie's relationship and its significance.
0: I thought this was really, actually, really lovely because... If you think about it, Fergie and Andrew are the original conscious uncouplers. Before Gwyneth Paltrow and Chris Martin and everyone since Helen and Bonham Carter and her husband decided that they were going to have these amicable breakups, Fergie and Andrew are that couple. So they separated when Eugenie was two. There was a lot of scandal, obviously, in those years following Sarah Ferguson did a lot of wrong things that, well, dubious things that sort of pushed her out of the royal family but at the heart of it is a couple who obviously care about each other very much they both put lots of pictures of each other as a consciously uncoupled couple and so you know they're not together but they do live in the same house they live in royal uh, lodge in Berkshire they uh, go to lots of events with their daughters they very much celebrate their relationship and I think you can see that in the relationship that their daughters have with both parents, they, they're they very joyous. They very much, they seem like a very happy family. They really do. Yeah. And I thought the other interesting thing was um, that uh, they sat next to each other, obviously. So, you know, there's a lot of harmony there in the royal family. And um, yeah, I think they're great. And some of the royals made a very low key entrance. Why was that? This was quite interesting. So we saw Kate and Megan and their respective husbands. Isn't that interesting? I now refer to the women before the men. You know? <laughs> William and Harry are actually the famous ones, but um, we now talk about their wives because they're actually a bit more interesting, aren't they? That's Look, right. I think it was. They came in a side entrance, they were skipped out of that car as fast as possible. It was very much, this is Eugenie's day and we're not going to detract from that. I love that. And I thought that was incredibly courteous. But the one big thing that got Royal Watches just just beside themselves was Meghan wearing that coat. Oh, yes. So she was wearing a Givenchy navy dress and on top of it a a coat that was buttoned and it was buttoned throughout the whole event. Um, This, of course, has gained further traction, this theory that she may be pregnant as she's... Uh, arrived in Australia that um, she arrived. She was wearing uh, a black outfit, black pants, black coat, and she had ring binders in front of her, was sort of carried off the side of her, her stomach. There is massive speculation globally now that she may be pregnant. Uh, she's not doing the bridge climb with uh, Prince Harry later in the week. There's been some suggestions that she may or may not go to Fiji. That's completely uncorroborated at this stage. This is just from a um, one news source. Who knows? it would be interesting to see if she if she does. And wouldn't it be amazing, Becca, if she oh. announced her pregnancy while she in was Australia. in Australia? So but exciting! At this stage, it is
1: all hearsay. <laughs> it is, but I really hope she pregnant. That would be amazing. And who do you think were the best dressed amongst the royals? Knock it out of the park, the Duchess of
0: Cambridge. That absolutely gorgeous raspberry coloured. Um, uh, Alexander McQueen dress. If you look at it closely, and I would suggest anyone go back and have a really good look at that <laughs> dress because it's it's so beautifully cut, it's very intricate. I loved it because it was bold for Kate. In fact, I would have thought I actually thought that it was. Uh, we know Megan to be very fashion forward, but it seemed to me that that Kate really, and not that they're in competition, but certainly I loved that raspberry dress. I thought that was absolutely gorgeous. I thought Fergie did very well actually. Oh, I thought yeah, that was a, it. really perfect. The, the green um, I actually even liked her hat and um, the bow on it. It was I, what I would have hated with Fergie would have been to see her repressed in something that wasn't really her and I felt that that was the hat with the bow. It's Fergie of old. She, she is a larger than life character. She's unscripted. She's a bit hyperactive. I love that about <laughs> her. I really enjoyed that and uh, so I thought she looked great. I thought it was very funny when in the back of the church you saw Zara um, Tyndall, so the wife of um, Mike Tyndall, Princess Anne's daughter she was wearing a beautiful blue dress and not dissimilar in colour to Princess Beatrice but she took her shoes off in the church so she's obviously hobbling along on these uncomfortable shoes she's had a baby um, recently obviously and she was standing in the back of the church with the shoes in her hand and I just thought oh you're
1: just like us you loved
0: i really (laughs) like those down to earth moments with the royals it's lovely to see
1: they're great yeah And despite the no phone span, plenty of images were leaked, I hear. Well, we did. We saw it so that usually before the wedding had put out this rules book.
0: Uh, apparently, there's all sorts of things they weren't supposed to do, including taking their ph- guests were not supposed to take their phones to the reception. But we saw quite a number of pictures. And in, in fact, we saw a picture in the bathroom with uh, Kate Moss, I think taken by Liv Tyler, Kate Moss, Naomi Campbell, Demi Moore. Uh, we also saw pictures from the carousel. So this couple had three events. They had the three receptions, the, the Queen's reception in the afternoon. After the wedding, then they had that evening reception, which was the one that Robbie Williams sang at. And then they had the sort of fun fair festival vibe the next day, which we saw lots of uh, celebrities posting their more folksy kind of dresses that they were wearing there. But we saw so many pictures. though. There was even a picture of the bride and groom cutting the cake. There was pictures of uh, Ricky Martin, um, Demi Moore, as I say. Plenty of behind-the-scenes pictures, which is it, really looking forward you're not going to get a wedding without those in the future. People oh there was a fantastic shot of the Delavine family, all the Cara Delavine, who was obviously wearing that top hat and that black tuxedo with her feet up on a table and all the friends sprawled across this oh, lounge room when they had their Brilliant. you know they like, looked exhausted. And um, <laughs> because it's so taxing going to a wedding, isn't it? Um, but I thought that I rather like those behind the scenes. And, and I think it's lovely to see. What it's doing with the royal families is it's actually giving us another side of them we're seeing by by social media by instagram facebook that sort of thing we're actually seeing people that we honor and, and hold up and have tremendous dignity with in normal situations and i think that makes them more approachable we relate to it them really more. does you yeah. know, putting your feet up on a table is what normal people do after <laughs> a wedding the fact that cara cara Delevingne does it as well you know one of the world's top models i think is really quite charming i it, gorgeous and the other thing i thought was really lovely is because we had some audio on the wedding there was that moment on the steps coming out where Theodora Williams who is of it looks so much like her dad don't you think she's oh, she a really spitting does. image of Robbie and I loved the way she said to Fergie um are you uh, are you the queen and Fergie then had to deal with it. And she said, oh, no, no, no. And then as she's walking off, Theodora Williams, like obviously a very bold little girl, says, well, Certainly are you a princess shy. then? And I just thought, I, I love these unscripted moments that we see in these events now. And I think they're very important. And I think whereas in the past, the royal family would not, we wouldn't, didn't have 24-7 media coverage, we didn't have social media and the royal family wouldn't connect on that level I think they've learned that those moments actually connect even more hence their use their own use their significant use of social media they're giving us details the moment everything happens so for instance as as, uh, Eugenie steps out of the car we as media are given a list of of what the stress is the significance of it the um, tiara this communication means that it's a symbiotic relationship where one is appreciating the other and I think that's moved on from when I was covering um Princess Diana and Prince Charles in London in the 90s it's a huge departure from that very closed off behind the scenes people leaking stories this is very open it all goes through the normal channels but there's an unscripted element of it as well but it's it's really lovely I feel like we get a greater sense of these people and and what they and and accordingly they mean a lot more to us because of it
1: Yeah, times are changing for the better. Mm. Um, And the official wedding photos, what was so special about them? Oh, what I loved about them is we know that for years uh,
0: Fergie and Prince Philip have been arch enemies. You know, he can't stand her style of um, initially, and funnily enough, when she first married Andrew, he adored her. He thought she was um, a breath of fresh air, thought she was funny and a larrikin and and wonderful. But then obviously she, uh, you know, she... She went a bit rogue, she did some silly things, and of course he you know he's very proper and he wants people to respect the family. She didn't necessarily do that and uh, make a lot of the choices that she made. But I think what was lovely is she was standing next to him in the official photos that must have meant something to her definitely. You know, she's standing there back in the old family that she was once a part of, accepted Um, you know, there was no obviously indication there's no direction to the photographer that she couldn't stand next to him or that she needed to be somewhere else. I think it spoke uh, uh, highly about bridges being um, mended and I think it gives hope to other people that you can go through family issues and families can break up and we can have um, uh, a lot of uh, unrest but that Time takes care of these things, and it's lovely, you know, it's nice for Eugenie to be able to have her granddad
1: and her mum there in the same room being photographed as it should be. That's right. Oh, I hope they have made up. And tell us about the cake, it was very autumnal. It was, so it was
0: a four tier uh, red velvet and chocolate cake. Uh, So, and it looked a lot more traditional than Harry and Meghan's uh, deconstructed elderflower and lemon cake. Both of them sound delicious, don't you think? They really do. They do, but what I loved about uh, Eugenie's cake was that it was these beautiful autumn leaves all around it and the orange flowers and I rather like the traditional four tier that said I think I really liked Megan and Harry's too where it was on different cake platters so it was almost like a cake that you had one piece there and then the next piece next to it and the next piece beside it as I say as I said earlier I think that doing things differently is really beautiful Sophie Cabot who designed this cake for Eugenie and Jack it was absolutely lovely very much fitting with the color outside the wedding i was very worried about like those beautiful autumnal colors around the church were amazing but did you when the little kids were walking and i was thinking please those trees they're looking oh, like they could tilt over So it was windy. very windy but um, look i think their coloring was uh, the, the the cake sort of uh, highlighted the colours that they decided to go for for that wedding, and um, the trees around the uh, the church. A lot of that foliage was taken from Windsor Castle grounds, so really lovely. That, that very, oh, and the other thing we should say about Eugenie's wedding is that it was all plastic-free, so she's very oh, course, sustainable yes. and very um, uh, environmentally conscious. So no, no plastics. And there was actually a that goodie, must have been hard, really hard. I think so. There was a goodie bag for guests, and one of those had already hit the internet on sale um, by Saturday, and there was. Um, Uh, Things like a magnet and a can of water instead of a plastic bottle of water. So a recyclable can and um, various other things. So isn't that lovely that you go to a royal wedding
1: and you get a goodie bag?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'd be treasuring
1: that. Oh, definitely. Um, And the speeches, any revelations? We haven't heard as much about the speeches as we heard
0: from Meghan and Harry's wedding, but what was really lovely is that apparently Prince Andrew gave a beautiful speech and was quite emotionally overwhelmed. But Teary gave Jack a hug, which was That's sort of so unexpected. Cute. Really nice. Very, yeah, really lovely. And that was obviously when they were cutting the cake. The other thing I loved was that later in the evening at the reception, where everyone was dressed to the nines and looked amazing, Robbie Williams sang a couple of songs. So he sang "Let Me Entertain You" and "Angels." Imagine having oh, your wedding fantastic. and having Robbie Williams. Singing Can't for get you. any better than that. The, the most notable thing about it, I thought, was how happy Eugenie looked she as in the car her smile that sort of english rose makeup it was absolutely perfect there was lots of meaningful things in it it felt like as prince andrew had said it was a family wedding yet it also felt like a wedding for the public it differentiated a lot from meghan and harry's wedding but it, it also showed the progression of the royal family in so much as we now have this younger generation they seem to be really good friends with each other you saw meghan chatting with with zara There's a group of them that really are probably great friends. I mean, you can imagine them having house parties at at Balmoral and they've all (laughs) sort of got kids the same age. Um, The Phillipses, obviously, um, Peter Phillips and his wife Autumn and their kids. It's very lucky for this family. They're all sort of, after these years of problems and the, the the sort of even the monarchy being questioned. We now have a very united and progressive family that that seem to care a lot about each other. And how nice when when you are royal, like Kate and William, you can't just, you know, knock on next door's neighbour's door and ask for sugar and if you can look after the kids for two hours, <laughs> can you? You actually it's really lovely for them all to have built in cousins, you know, for them to have it that really support. Is, I yes. think I think Eugenie's wedding showcased that um on the back of Megan and
1: Harry's and, you know, what a beautiful occasion. It really was. It really was lovely. And thank you so much for your time today, Angela. That was all so interesting. And thank you, everyone, for listening to New Idea Royals. Don't forget to subscribe today so you don't miss out on our next episode. And for daily updates, please head to our website, newidea.com.au or our New Idea Royals Facebook page.